Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Uh, anybody bring a Bible to church? All right, I love it. We're Bible people. If you're new here, so grab your sword, if you would, and go to 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. And um, I want to read one verse to you in the start here, and uh, we'll read a lot more later. But I uh, just want to read this first. But verse 18 of 2 Peter chapter 3 says this, But grow in the grace Somebody say, grow in grace. Yeah, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. I like that. Amen. So both now and forever. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for bringing us in this room. Thank you for bringing us together and other parts of the world, God, through media. And we just speak today your blessings over this house. And God, we thank you, Lord, that your people, God, are continuing to turn to you. And Lord, as a result, God, you have great things for your people. And I just take today, Lord, just a special measure of grace in this place as we grow in it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Title today's message is simply this, Grow in Grace. And uh, I, I love this. And um, the word grow is, is a, an important word. In the Greek, which is, again, how this was, when this was written originally, the word, of course, would mean uh, that, you know, there, it, it, to increase or to grow or, or multiply. But I like the first definition of the word itself. The first definition of that word in the Greek is this. It means to cause to grow. All right. So let that set for a second. All right. To cause to grow. And so he says this, he says that we are to grow in grace. We are to cause grace to grow in our life. And, uh, and this is wild to me because again, we've learned a lot of stuff about grace and we've, we've seen again, that it's just a free gift that God gives us, but there are things in our life that we can do to cause the grace of God to grow in our life. And I love this. I love seeing things grow. All right, I, I think it's pretty cool. We have a lot more people in our church family that God is connecting who are doing this whole thing where they're growing their own food. That's pretty cool. I mean, we're seeing that. We have people God has sent to this place to have their own farms. And, and it's, just, it's just neat. I love it. It takes me back. I was young. when in, in our house growing up, we had a large garden that the family took care of. And, um, and I remember just as a small child taking, you know, again, my place and stepping in and doing my part. Child labor laws, my parents did not honor those in any form or fashion. The law was, you're going to get out and labor. Amen. That was the law in our house. And, and, and I loved it though because I always enjoyed getting out and doing things like that. I, I remember I wanted to be the one who got behind the tiller. I know what a tiller is, all right? Uh, for, for me, for, for today, the tiller would be something I would hold down here. Back when I was younger, I was holding it up higher like this, and it was kind of like a Harley chopper, one of those, those things, you know? And, and, I, and, and I did this. If you don't know what a tiller is, real quick, just raise your hand up real quick. All right, it's, all right, several hands are real quick. If you've, if someone who does, who sees a hand, turn around and tell them what a tiller is real quick. Turn around and tell them what a tiller is. Just, yeah, just help them out. It's okay. 
Okay, it's a till, it tills up the ground, all right? It, it, it turns the ground over so you can plant seed. And, and I did this. I remember getting behind the tiller, and you were supposed to work the tiller. But the tiller always worked me, and I just kind of rode it around, you know, and just kind of around the yard, man. It never did with me what it was supposed to do. But I loved it because I, I, I love the growing process. And this is one of the things I learned about it is that anything that is of value in our life will take focused effort for it to grow. Well, think about that. Anything of value in our life today will take focused effort for it to grow. And so you have to be intentional about certain things. There's some things that you don't have to be intentional about and they grow. Weeds, for example. Come on, who hates them? I mean, you can spray that stuff and pull it up. I mean, and it just keeps growing back, keeps coming up. I mean, and I'm like, I'm trying to get grass to grow and I'm putting stuff out, watering it, so it still doesn't grow. It's wild. All right, so the stuff that we don't want to grow, it just grows. I, I remember I looked in the mirror the other day and had just had a fresh cut. Thank you. And I remember I looked in the mirror and I saw there's a hair hanging over my ear. And I said, Robbie missed, a, missed one, you know, for a second. I was like, man, that guy can cut some hair. He's good. And I remember I looked in the mirror and I just kind of brushed it off and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I know it's a TMI, but he didn't miss it. It had come out and grown off the top of my ear, and it's coming out. Yeah, TMI, I know, I know. Let's just be honest. I mean, I'm just, just, just being real. I'm being vulnerable before the, for my people. Uh, but is that not the case? You don't want something to grow, and it grows. Things we want to grow, sometimes that stuff ain't growing. Um, I read this the other day, true story, confirmed by a nurse after the first service. Uh, the men's ears continue to grow until they die. Yeah, that's encouraging, amen? Some of us, you know, it's not that big a deal. But for some, it, you, you don't need to go any further in that area, amen? You've gone far enough. But it's just, it's just one of those things. But it's like the stuff that you don't want to grow, sometimes, again, it keeps growing. But there are areas... And things that we want to grow, and this is what he said, caused them to grow. Now, I love this because in the, in we, we have been digging in, I mean, hard into grace the last five weeks. And we started off with a foundational message about grace alone. And we talked about that grace brings dead things back to life. Amen. We, we learned also that week, and these were foundational points that we build on weekly here, is that grace does this. It sets us free from our past. Amen. We learned also that grace is what brings salvation to us. Amen. It is a gift from God. We learned week two that we need to understand what grace is according to the Bible. Again, and that's the best what real grace is. It's biblical grace and our response to it. And we looked, man, hard at the book of Romans where we saw that, man, when we experience grace in our life, there is no place for sin. We don't continue in it once we've encountered a grace. So again, he set us free from that. We also learned that, in that the next week, it is, is a saving grace of God that saves us from Again, sin and shame, hell, and it saves us for a place of purpose in heaven and life. And then we learned last week in a powerful, beautiful message Pastor Andrew shared about how we are to do it this way. Walk by grace, but live in truth. Now today I want us to continue to build as we look at growing in grace. Now I, I love this and I, I, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible thing that God used Peter to write what we just read. 
Now, if you know anything about Peter, Peter is the one who the Bible says denied him three times. If anybody needed the grace of God, it was him. We see it's probably Peter and Paul above anybody else who wrote the New Testament, who wrote more about grace than anyone else. And those are the two who probably needed it the most. Amen. But this is what I want us to know about this. We need it just as much. Amen. And I love this. Peter writes 2 Peter chapter 3. Most theologians would say this was written at the end of his life as he's getting ready to leave this planet Earth and go see the God that he had been living for face to face. Now, it's wild. He took and wrote this very thing at the end of his life. It's like, man, I want to make sure I leave them with this. Amen. Now, I want to do this this morning. I had planned on early on in the week uh, taking that verse 18 and just, I'm talking about just ripping that thing and digging into and looking, man, and giving you some points about how to grow in grace. But this week, God has just been doing something in my heart. Um, it was like every time I went to the Bible and opened it up, and I would read this chapter every time I sat down, and every time I read this chapter, it was just like more and more that this entire chapter needed to be shared today. So I want to do this. I hope you're okay with it. I just want to have a big family Bible study for the next few minutes. Is that okay? Y'all good with that? This is just a faith family Bible study. So I want you to do this. I want you to open up your Bible to 2 Peter chapter 3, if you haven't already. And it's on the YouVersion Bible app. You can follow right along there as well. And so I want us to do this. I want us to kind of just focus in on this entire chapter because it's amazing. I don't know if you've seen the news. There's a lot of chaos in the world right now. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. That, it, that There are a lot of people who are very unhappy. There are a lot of people who are super happy. There's just a lot of people in between. Some don't care. But there's just a lot of things happening in the world right now. And I believe today God would have us open up this book together and see some truths today that I believe are for right now. Amen. Today. And I love this about Peter, that God uses him and we don't kind of declare him as much as a prophet, but I believe prophetically God was using him and giving him a word that would speak to us right now in this moment. So that's what I want to do. A little bit different flow. Let's just read this, this chapter together. We're going to talk about it as we go. But verse one, it says it this way. Again, the first of the chapter that we just read the end of a few moments ago. He said it this way, beloved, I now write to you this second epistle. It means he's wrote one already. All right, this is number two, Second Peter, that's the name. In both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. All right, now I, I like this. The message says it this way. The message says, verse one, he says, my dear friends, like this is now the second time I've written to you, okay? Both letters, reminders to hold your minds in a state of undistracted attention. Ooh, wow. I'm like, man, right now more than ever before. Amen. There's distractions. And he, and he says it this way. I love this. I, I want to remind you to hold your minds in a state of undistracted attentions. 
This is what we have to do today with what's happening around us in our world today. We can't let the things that are taking place around us right now become a distraction in our mind and keep us away from the bigger picture and and cause us to look at other areas. We've learned this and we know that Bible says this, that Jesus said that we are to look unto him. We are to look unto Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. And so we have to look to him. But this is what's happening right now. And it's happening to a lot of great people that I believe love Jesus. They're getting distracted by the things that are happening around them. And again, just a family Bible study, all right? It's just us, you know, just us and whoever's tuned in around the rest of the world. But we have to guard our hearts and minds in these areas. We have to protect it because it's so easy for distractions to come and pull us away. But verse 2 says it this way, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. So he's saying, don't get distracted by what's going on. Be mindful of the words that were spoken by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So again, he's talking about the ones who wrote the OT and the rose who wrote the New Testament. So he's saying this to them. He is saying that we have to do this. We have to be mindful of God's word. All right, so, so it's real easy right now with things that are going on around us to get distracted and get focused over here. And he's saying, don't let those things be a distraction. Let those be a thing that, that reminds you of God's word. How many knows that right now, anything that's happened in our world, God's not surprised by it. I mean, he's not surprised. He's not shocked. A matter of fact, if you read the word, you'll find out and understand that God knew what's going to happen in the world. Amen. And so we, we read this. He said, be mindful of it. And verse three said, knowing this first, right? Listen to this. This is wild. That scoffers will come in the last days. I mean, scoffers are going to come. So don't be surprised when the world is doing what the world does, all right? Don't be shocked by when someone is making statements or saying things, acting certain ways, who is, who is not making the claim to know the same Jesus that you know. We have a Holy Spirit inside of us who is speaking the truth to us, who helps us and pulls us back. So he says it this way, don't be surprised by this. This is, this is not a shock, this is just what would happen. We're going to see more of it. We'll see more as time goes uh, just deeper down and we get closer to the return of Jesus. There'll be more scoffers. There'll be more people talking and coming against the word of God and, and those who stand behind it. He says this, and this is what they'll do. Walking according to their own lusts. What? Walking according to their own lust. And so again, this is what he says. Those who are walking according to their own lust, they're scoffers. They're the ones who are rejecting, again, God's word and his truth and living that certain way and saying those certain things. Again, those are scoffers. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Verse five, for this they willfully forget. All right, do do you understand what he's saying here, how important this is? He says that they are willfully forgetting. It is a matter of their will. They're making a decision to willfully reject and forget. So this is the truth. This is just what's going to happen. It's just going to ha- it's how it's set up. The Bible's already told us that people will do this. People will choose to willfully reject God. 
It's, it's going to happen. And so again, this is what he, he warns them. He said, man, this is what they'll do. They'll willfully reject God. I, I don't care. I, I've sat down with people, had Bible discussions and talks about certain things. Man, we have a free will. We have a choice and a decision to make. And there will be people who will willfully forget and reject to, to serve and follow God. So this is how he said it. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water by which the world that then existed perished being flooded with water. All right, speaking of, again, the first time the earth was destroyed, we see, again, how this happened, this just destruction to a place. How many knows God is God and he's in control and he can do what he wants to, amen? And so this is just so good. And he said it this way, but the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Nobody's going to tweet that verse right there today. Amen. Nobody's going to share that, that one from, from you verse. Amen. That that is, again, he, he's saying this. This is what's going to take place. That, again, this world that we're in, and that people are like, man, this, this stuff's happening, man. The world's going to fall apart. Do you understand the world's going to fall apart. I know as you came to church to get encouraged today, man. And that was a blessing to your soul. It was just like, oh, I just hit you deep with an encouraging word. Amen. But it's just the truth. This world is just, it, it's a temporal thing. And, it, and, that, and that's what, again, so many people are focused on temporal when he's talking about eternal things. And so this is so important. He said, man, this is just what, what's going to take place. There's going to be this judgment come. There's going to be a fire come. It's just going to take place. Verse 8, but beloved. Oh, man, us. Do not forget this one thing that with the Lord, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. And the Lord is not slack. Come on. Amen. The Lord is not slack. Jack, amen. He is not slack concerning his promises. Amen. His promises. Yes. And amen. That's the promises of God. That's his promises. And I, this is so good. This is so encouraging. If you really look at the whole, he says it this way, that his promises are yes. And amen. And he's not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, as some would say, but is long suffering towards us and not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Do you understand that right now, the reason he hasn't already come back, he's waiting on somebody else to come see him and, and, and give their life to him. And so it's like, man, you know, wonder why God had already done this. He put fire and then he destroyed it with water. Why don't he go? Listen, he loves us. He loves his creation. And the reason he hasn't already returned yet is because someone is supposed to say yes to him. And he's waiting on that. Amen. It might be you here this morning. Amen. Come on. How good is that? That God loves you enough to get you in this room, to get you to watch a message today and hear the truth, man. The reason he hasn't already come back to earth for the second time is he is he's wanting you to say yes to him. That's incredible. I, that's so good. And that's why he's saying it this way. That's why he hasn't come yet. He's waiting for those to say yes. And then verse 10, 
this is how it gets real because some of them are like, man, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's not slack and he didn't leave it open. All right. Holy Spirit, when he gave this word to Peter, he didn't leave it open. He's like, man, hey, he's going to do it. You know, it's, it's like kind of leave it out there. He's not, he's not slack. No, no. He zeroed it in and brought it home and made it so clear when he said in verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come. Amen. He will come. Jesus is coming again. Amen. He's going to come back. He is going to return. And we've been looking at this in Luke as a thief in the night. Oh man. In which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, He said, therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons are you to be in holy conduct and godliness? And and again, we're living in a time, man, where there's been just, this is why mounts of fires and cities are burning. There's things that have happened and stuff that has gone. It's it's, it's wild. I never thought, again, that we would see some of the things that are happening today. And and, and it's wild. But listen to what he says in the midst of all this. What what are we to do? How should we be conducting ourselves? We should be conducting ourselves in godliness, doing what God did, living that way, looking for, verse 12, and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire and the elements will melt away with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, which righteousness dwells. Amen. And there are so many people concerned about this earth and God saying this, I'm going to bring a new one. And he's saying this to do this. You don't let the distractions of this earth get your eyes off the new one that's going to come down that he's going to bring one day. So he's letting us know this is so crucial that the temporal things are called temporary for a reason. They're not going to last forever. I mean, and so it's like he's telling us, keep your eyes on the eternal. Verse 14, he says, therefore, oh man, it's like, why is all this? This is therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things. Some of y'all, when I read some of this today, y'all, I ain't looking forward to none of that, pastor. Amen. Let's just be honest. I told you about my hair going out my ear. I mean, y'all can be honest, all right? You can be real with me for a minute. Some of y'all, man, had, I mean, just you hearing these things kind of like, listen, when you're distracted, that will bother you. When you're focused on the temporary, that will mess with you. But when your eyes are fixed upon the eternal, man, he's saying this, therefore, beloved, look forward to these things, being diligent to be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. Good gracious. And consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. As also our beloved brother, Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. (laughs) As also in his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people will twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of the scriptures. 
you see this? And he's like, he's warning. He's like saying, hey, you know, they're going to come in. They're, they're going to twist the scriptures. They're going to turn it. Not just about grace, but they're going to do about the whole Bible. You're going to see things twisted. There's going to be things taught, things said. So again, we don't let these things shock us or even scare us. He said it this way. Again, verse 17, you therefore, beloved. Yeah. I did, that hit me this week. I, I think so much we look at, man, what they are doing how someone else is responding. And again, here's the truth about that. We can't make anybody else respond a certain way. Remember that free will thing I talked about earlier? Yeah. We can't make anyone do anything. Listen, he said, this, this is what we can do. We can for ourselves look at our life. He says, so you therefore, my beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. I don't want me found that way. I don't want to be caught up in things in this world. I don't want to be lumped in a category. I don't want to be put in a place. I don't want to have a title other than, man, that guy follows Jesus and they love him and do what he said. That, that's the only thing because, again, he's saying be very careful. And he started from the get-go. Don't let the distractions pull you to the place where you end up with the wicked. Don't, what? That is just, that is so bad. Don't, don't let it, and that's how it begins with the distraction. But verse 18, man, our verse today, our, our strong verse, our, we call it, he said it this way, but grow. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. I love it. And this word here is so important because we see this. The Passion Translation, I love how it, it, it describes that word knowledge there. It uses the word intimacy. Because this is how that we need to understand that what happens in our life. And Adam bro, an incredible testimony. And you had a choice to that, bro, in, in that decision of whether to allow that to cause you to go after God harder or allow that to push you away. Man, you made the right decision and God brought you through and still is. And I love this because, again, what we do with what's going on around us, we have to make the decision aside. Am I letting this cause me to become more intimate with God or less? right now so you can gauge it and you should Bible says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith so you look at it you see what's going on are you letting what's happening in your life right now is what's going on in your life causing you to become more intimate with God closer to him or less are you are you allowing it this way are you growing in the grace or are you falling backwards and I'm like man I just think it's so important because this is what grace is it is this gift Oh, man, that he has given to us. And he told us to do it this way. He said that we are to cause it to grow and we're to move forward in it. And I want our worship team to come. And as they come, I want you to I don't let any distraction. Please, please stay close. Stay zeroed in now. Don't let any distractions as they come and prepare. As I want to just share the last two things that God has given me. It's so clear. This is what he told. And this is the word I believe for us right now. And that this is what we're called to do to grow in grace. And it's just number one is just simply this. We are to do what Jesus did. That's it. We're, we are to do what Jesus did. That has always from day one been the plan. That his people would do what he did. 
And I love it because we've been talking about journeying through the book of Luke. We watched this happen. Jesus comes onto the scene in the book of Luke. He begins to start doing miracles and signs and wonders. People are standing there, man, mouths dropped open in all of what Jesus does. And then he does this. He takes the authority and power that he walked in and he gives it to his disciples. And he says this, now you go do what I just did. That was the plan. And he hasn't changed his mind. Nothing else is, there's not plan B. There's not a what if. That is what we're called to do. And that is what his people will do. That is what his people will do. His people will do what he did. And it's it's, it's so clear. And I want to look at this. 1 Peter chapter 2, the letter before. Three verses. And I'm like, man, Peter, you were nailing this thing, bro. You were on this. He said to do it this way from the first letter to the second. He said to do it like this. First one, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking, And as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Good gracious. So this is what he said. If you have tasted that grace... If you've seen the goodness and tasted and seen that he's good and you understand how gracious he is, we're to grow in it, move forward in it, not stop, keep going after him, becoming more intimate, not letting any distractions, not letting any of the things, not letting the flesh, our desires, our will, our sin nature, any of these things, don't let any of these things stop you from becoming more intimate with him. So this is how we do it. We do what Jesus did. And the second one today is just so beautiful what he gave me. And he just said to do it this way. He said, just remember what Jesus did. We're to remember what Jesus did. I'm going to ask the ushers who are helping this, this morning with communion. And we're getting ready to receive this together as a church family. And, oh, man, it was wild. I had a precious part of our family, uh, church family here grabbed me after service and I said pastor had you originally planned and scheduled communion today I said no I said it was just like God made it clear that this is what we were supposed to do today and they reminded me of the word Eucharist I don't know spelling that charis is right in the middle of Eucharist charis is the word grace that today we've been talking about and it's by his grace and she was like pastor it just hit me so clear I was like man that's how we grow as we remember what Jesus did for us and I'm going to ask you if you would to just as quietly as you can to just stand to your feet right now oh man a lot we could go into about remembering what Jesus did for us. But I want to ask you this first of all. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and just close your eyes. I just, I want to give you an invitation.
to grow in grace today. Yeah. For, for some today, we talk a lot about next steps around here, that I want to go the next step with him, not stop where I'm at. If I'm a Christian, man, I want to get baptized. If, if I've been baptized, man, I want to start getting discipled and join a group. And I want to take that next step. Listen, this the next step for you today, if you're not in a relationship with Jesus, first step is receiving the gift of grace that Jesus made available for you. And in just a few moments, we're going to receive communion together. And communion is a time for believers, for Christians to remember what Jesus did. And every time, I'm telling you, every time I receive communion, I grow in grace, thinking about it, remembering what Jesus did. So just as heads are about eyes are closed throughout this room, you know what I would love this morning more than anything? For every person in this room today to just gather around the table just as if Jesus was there himself. And just as he took up that bread and broke it, blessed it and gave it and received communion. I love to see every person to be a part of that table right now. What do you mean, Pastor? What, what are you saying? That I, I, would, I would love to see every person say yes to Jesus. And today, take that time to remember what he did for you. So for some of you right now, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, there's some, there's no doubt. It's clear in my mind today as the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. There's some today that need to surrender your life to him. And this is what I want you to know about Jesus. It's grace and it's a gift and he loves you. And if you say yes to him, I want you to know you're just as saved as me. And it was 41 years ago when I said yes to him. And you're just as saved. You'll you'll celebrate and enjoy the, the glories of God the same place I will in heaven one day. But today, listen, if you said yes to him, I just want to give you just a quick invitation right where you're at. And if this is you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand because I want to pray with you right where you're standing because I want to invite you to be a part of this table today. I want to invite you to be a part of this fellowship where we remember what Christ did. And so today, every head's bowed, eyes are closed, and you at home, listen, today, if you want to take the step to Jesus, the first step, and come into Christ, listen, if that's you, right there where you're at at home, click that Next Steps link. Let us know you're saying yes to Jesus. For some in this room right now, listen, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to your heart today. That is the Spirit of God that's been speaking to your heart today and drawing you to Him. And this is what He's saying, just receive. Just receive today. Start a journey of growth in my grace that will man forever, forever change you. So this morning, first of all, before we do this, is there anyone who just wants to say yes to Jesus right where you're standing? Just lift up your hand and say, man, I want to receive communion with this, with this church family. I want to be a part of celebrating in this and remembering what Christ did. And so I want to say yes to him. If actually you raise up your hand as high as you can get it, I want to know. I want to pray with you and just lead you to Jesus right now. I want to, I want to just, just let you know today, listen, how much God loves you. Raise it up high because I don't want to miss it. So if I don't see a hand, that, that means this today. You have said yes to Jesus or you've rejected Jesus. So you're going to receive communion or you're not. And I, man, I want you to. <laughs> so just one more time. I don't want to miss it. Just raise it up high, real high, real quick. If somebody say, yeah, I want to say yes to Jesus. For some of you, like, man, I need to just surrender. I want to say yes. I want to just fully surrender, man. I've walked away. I'm not in the relationship right now with God that I should be. There are things, and Pastor, if you've talked about it today, there's things that have come in. I want to do it my way and not God's way. I want to surrender to his way right now. Lift it up high. God bless you. Who else? Up high. Yeah. God bless you. Right now, just say it this way. God, I surrender all. I give it all over to you. I say yes to you today, Jesus. 
our Savior now, Lord. Full surrender. Give it all over. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org. Thank you.